Okay. Oh, hey, you in the new house right now? You in the Florida room? What's going on? I'm in my office. In the new house? Ooh, in the yeah. new digs? Right, the nigga, what is that? Like an ocean blue in the background? It's like right. a royal blue teal. Oh. Right. Waiting for them to put these damn blinds in. Go get you some paper blinds from Home Depot, like everybody else. What? Get you the paper blinds from Home Depot, like everybody else. <laughs> That was uh, what Demetrius asked. What? Right, right. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Paper blinds. No, blinds are they installing them next week. So, and hey, there are niggas that have right, right. Hey, man, that's plenty of time to get robbed. Don't play that time, but they could be watching you getting out the show. Right, <laughs> eating popcorn. Right. Nah, nah, chill. He normally um, get in the shower about 10. Welcome to With All Due Respect, this is Chef, and as always when listening to our podcast, <laughs> be sure to... Hey, what's all happening, bro? J. Joe right. has the picture of your shit-eating grin up on the screen right now. I hate on, when I don't On your, uh, what is it? Oh, man. For, for, for your trial sermon. <laughs> you pastor. Junior Deacon. <laughs> I was a junior deacon. Oh, man. I can take out a collection on Thursday. Sunday. <laughs> I used to do. I used to pray over the church. Oh man! I know they patted you on the back, telling you, "You boy, you prayed that prayer." <laughs> you got. They said what I had, but they call an anointing. Hey, was, oh man! Show the pads. I don't know what that means. Still, <laughs> watched a lot of porn in '95. Anyway, I guess I'll do this over again. Or not. Hey guys, how about you um, listen to our podcast and tell people that you like it. I haven't seen a lot of good messages from y'all. I haven't seen messages at all saying like, you know, you fuck with the podcast. So be sure to give us a nice like or a comment um, on Apple Podcasts, write a review or something. That'd be real dope. Uh, this is episode 129, gentlemen. So let's not dick about. So let's let's the next, I guess, group of people who like or review the podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll randomly select from the motherfuckers who review the podcast starting today, I guess. We will send t-shirts out to three people. Oh, First of all, did, Random. You dick ab- did you say dick about? Yes, don't dick about. Okay. Um, but they have to be all positive reviews. So All positive yeah. reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's negative, yeah. you can fuck yeah. off. Yeah, please. We don't yeah. really want negative reviews. We have a few. And we if you and if you guys have t-shirts already, uh Take pictures and send them in to us so we can uh, post them. And if you've sent money, I don't know because uh, Woods, the white voice is the banker and he doesn't keep us abreast of how much we have in the kitty. So. Being the banker in Monopoly is like the sweetest like, role ever to hear. Like, 
You could be smug. Well, what's up with your, what's up with your shit grand right now, though? <laughs> <laughs> hey, nigga, I like to be all-time banker in Monopoly, nigga. That's my shit in here. That's what my grand is about. This nigga hella rubbing his thighs, smiling, talking about my knees, our kitty. My knees. <laughs> Fucking kitty. Hey, man, the, money, the money's in a good place right now, man. Y'all, y'all keep giving. Wood with the white voice. What up? 5,000 Northside, Florida. It's your boy, J. Joe. What's next? Speaking of kitty, man, I really got a lot of money when I posted oh, that shit. I didn't know where that was going. I, I, I didn't know that was going either. <laughs> <laughs> I really got a lot of pussy when he was going. What? <laughs> Chill out. You know what? I went speaking of kitty. Go ahead. I wasn't talking about pussy. I was talking about the kitty. Like, I got a bunch of money in my cash app when I posted that shit. I know niggas was talking bad about that shit on an episode before, but I still said, give me money for my birthday. I ended up like, like $400. Nice. Nice. God damn, boy. That's what I said. I was shit, like, y'all I'm, niggas. Shit, my birthday coming up, y'all. I mean, I mean. <laughs> right. I, I haven't reached that's, that. That's what we do. catch a vibe. I haven't reached that level. I, I just, I can't do it. But for, for the 400, I might have to do yeah, it. For, I mean, that's a bill, nigga. I can do that. Right. I wonder if they'll do that shit for Father's Day. Because my birthday had to go. I think Father's Day, I think it's always good to try to see what niggas will do. Um, and niggas showed hella love. So I was you know, definitely, <laughs> except for there was one nigga who was like, man, if you if you send me a cash app, I'll send you $2,000. I was like, no. He's like, you don't believe me? I was like, no. Is it somebody you know? No. He was a nigga that added me like about three weeks ago. And I only accepted him because I was like, well, maybe I remember. He was he was a band nigga. He was in the in the hundred or whatever. And I was like, well, I don't remember him, but you know, fuck it. Then they never rob you. Why were you having a conversation? Tried to rob me. Like I gave him know? my cash app initially because he's like because he's like, man, give me um cash app so you get blessed. I'm like, oh, that, that's nice, brother. Appreciate you. So I sent it to him, and then and then he said. Now, if you send me fifty dollars, I'll sing. You'll get to make two thousand dollars. I was like, No, I'm sure. Why are you? Why are you uh, discoursing with a nigga you don't know? Your cash out, <laughs> right. so I can bless you. Then, then come back and be like, What's your round? Right. Show me your pussy. I can right. give you a hundred dollars. <laughs> right. I was like, I'm straight. Um, and then he's like, You don't trust me? I'm like, No. And then next thing you know, Cash App sends me a note like, Somebody tried to compromise your account. And I was like, Don't be oh, just man. giving everybody your shit. I was like, Oh, Cash App on me. Shout out to Cash App. Yeah, you can buy stocks and Bitcoin on Cash App too. FYI, I'm so tired of this fucking Bitcoin shit. Anyway, go ahead. What's the topic? All first right. of all, first of all, let's discuss why we didn't record last week. That's what we usually do. Well, let's talk about it then. Who, who's it on this time? Maybe it's, it's maybe it's twice in a row. Also, oh, Chef again, again. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't fuck with the podcast, just say that. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. Hey man, y'all my friends. Even if y'all do make fun of me, <laughs> what do you mean? We're not making fun of you. We're too busy collecting cash app from Nigerians to fuck with fuck with your with your podcast mates, man. Exactly. I, I mean, it was my birthday, man. I know we pod, like for everybody. We pod either on Tuesday or Wednesday. My birthday was on a Tuesday. I was in day of work on Tuesday, so I went to have a cigar with my cousin on Wednesday, as well as Pretty Steve. He somehow came outside, so I had to take advantage. On Wednesday, but, so like pretty Steve don't normally come out. He don't because of the panorama. So I get it. Like he he's a he's he works in you know healthcare and all that stuff. So yeah, that was the first time I saw him in like a year. Are you are you going with pretty Steve for his birthday? No, I'm not. 
I I don't want to go to Las Vegas, and it's also too close to my wife's birthday, so uh, it's just too many insane. I mean, it's like a week after, week before his, her birthday, so no, nah, it wouldn't work. So he's a priority to you, but you're not a priority. No, <laughs> the other way around. Um, that's he's a, what not you a priority call, to you. Uh, that's what you call right. false equivalency. I'm asking him to go down out. the street to have a cigar. Nigga risk his job, nigga. You know what I'm saying? His mm-hmm. livelihood to come smoke. Mm-hmm. Not the same. I mean, going to Las Vegas is a, a bit a bigger undertaking than just going down the block. It's Vegas, so you're like he asking you to go to like Roanoke. Like it's not a it's not, it's not like a big birthday for him or anything, right? So that's cool, right? I think it's no, milestone. Just, <laughs> it's you know milestone. I mean? like he's not turning like a. a it ain't like. I think thing. no. I think he is. It's milestone. It's, it's like a milestone birthday? Yeah, me and him are the same age. This is that year. Big four Yes. Fish on. Oh, man. <clears throat> we're all turning 40 for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, we could just keep going. My bad. Sorry. Well, how, well, sorry. Well, how was your birthday, man? Sounds like you had a rich time. I mean, you got paid for doing nothing. So that sounds like a good time. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Smoked a cigar with you. Had a drink. Yeah, it was smooth. It was cool. Um, just blessed to see another year. That was thoughtful. Is your, despite. Is your birthday uh, on uh, Steak and Blowjob Day? Nah, man. My birthday's on the 9th. Oh. Cool. How, did y'all celebrate? I didn't. I did not. Okay. So, what, how was your, how was your, how was your, how was your two, two weeks been? It's been good, man. <laughs> right. Did you get your dick sucked after you ate a burger? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> <laughs> not, that's not only that, because he's married. So it's like, did your wife suck your dick? <laughs> no. It cooked you a steak. The head fairy did not visit me. No. <laughs> did not happen. It was all rhetoric and, ad- and advertisements and marketing. It was not real. But yeah, man. It's cool, man. The last two weeks have been cool. You know, I've been waiting on the other shooter drop on this vaccine. I get my next shot next week. And once that happens... I'm about, to, I'm about to act a fool, man. I'm about to be back. Back to regular, man. So let's get it. We already looking at Orange Blossom Classic for Labor Day for my birthday. You know, we got homecoming coming up. Trying to be in Mexico in June. You know what I'm saying? Hit the Bahamas sometime this year. I mean, we got to double up and we got to double up in 2021, man. So let's go. I saw you working on a home project. Is that still like your man cave? What, what are you doing? Oh, no, no, no. We're not doing a man cave anymore, man. This is a full motherfucking bar, nigga. We're about to have bar hours. We're about to let people come through. Like, yeah. Like a like, speakeasy? Basically a speakeasy. As a matter of fact, the first event that we're going to do when the, or I'm going to do when the, when the basement bar opens right. up is we're going to throw a speakeasy, man. We're going to have a bourbon tasting. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have all type of snacks, all type of eats, a little barbecue in the backyard, man. So A little shark, little shark coochie uh, board. Yeah, man, a little shark coochie. Uh, it'll be great. So he's got to awesome. wear a tuxedo, don't you? Nah, no, 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 no. You got to look like a twenties bank robber. Yeah, more like suspenders, suspenders and a paper and a paper boy hat. Like a doozy, like a doozy, nigga. Niggas only doing the Charleston. Yeah, chef not coming. Nah, we not doing. We not doing no pre rolled cigarettes. You gotta roll your tobacco while you're there. Like all of that shit. I'll go there. That's not as far as Vegas. Come kick oh, it. I'll let y'all man. know. 
Now you should know the devil 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 Right, right, right. I'm not. Vegas is far and expensive. <laughs> it's oh, too man. close to my wife's birthday. Yeah, you live in Orlando. Nothing is expensive. And you're rich. And you're rich. We didn't talk about these ocean blue walls you got in the background with your new crib. Oh yeah, these are. That's a nice window too. What's yeah. that? Like, it's, it's a regular window. No, nah. it looks like it's like 48 inches wide. Yeah, that's a wide that's a window. window. That's not like a standard window at all. At all. It's okay. I hate you. How your house come painted? It didn't come painted. Oh, y'all painted oh, this recently? painted the house already? Yeah, I did it the first day. Oh, rich. Damn, boy. Yeah, God damn. Shit. Don't do that. Oh, that's Sharon Williams. That's the good stuff. I know. Right. <laughs> One coat, but you did two coats. It's not Home Depot paint, nigga. I got to go to the Sherman Williams stuff. This is McCormick. Yeah. <laughs> nice. How you been doing, J. Joe? Oh, man. Well, you know, uh, since we didn't pod, man, I just been doing this fitness challenge round two, which is fucking the worst. So, you know, can't wait till that shit is over first week in April, but, you know. Getting getting sexy for the summer since it was like summer's gonna be here. Uh, my nephew came in town with his little friends and shit, so I ain't really do too much. You know, chilled out. Sounds good. What about you? Five thousand going on with you? Um, damn, this is like the second time this happened to me. I had something that I was really gonna say that happened, and I can't remember what it was, but uh. I'm up, man, just chilling. Uh, damn, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Usually you say, "Well, this one nigga at work." Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not. Fuck with. It's typically a fucking ego. That shit don't get no play in this ride. Fuck him. But on no, no, bitch. End, fuck you. No. His manager is leaving, and I was like, "Fuck, who's gonna like keep this motherfucker tame now?" But uh, it worked out sweet, like. We introduced a new role, so I have a buffer now. Like it don't just be me and him on the call. So somehow, some way, that alleviated a lot of that dumb shit. Wish I had a fluffer on my clothes. Had <laughs> a fluffer on my ball. Speaking of, um, well, rough transition. God rough damn. Transition. Ooh. Speaking of, speaking of, um, yeah. Now. Anyway. The Royals. So let's go over this shit. So we missed two weeks, right? And it's, it's all my fault. I blame myself. Um, but We blame you, too. Okay, cool. I really see where this man stands, bro. Like, he's not fucking with uh, Steve. I do fuck with Steve. fuck with the podcast. I fuck with Steve. Cash app. I fuck with the, with the podcast. Let's, 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 let's get this off of me. Let's get this off of me. I fuck with all y'all niggas, man. Amen. Anyway. What I don't fuck with is the royal family. So anyway, we're going to go over all this shit that we, we missed um, and then go into some new shit. So starting with the, um, the Oprah Winfrey, Meghan Markle, uh, Prince Harry interview. Uh, last week they had an interview. Uh, I guess Oprah got paid $7 million for, for the rights to interview these people um, about their time in the royal family, I guess, because they, they left. They left the royal family and moved to America. And, and uh, I guess the verdict was the royals are racist. 
and Meghan Markle went through her experiences in terms of understanding that their child wouldn't be acknowledged by the family. He wouldn't be given a title. And they also questioned how dark he would end up becoming. Uh, what did y'all think about this? Uh, it's a lot to unpack, man. Um, so when I first listened, uh, I didn't watch the whole thing. I think I just got the cliff notes like everybody else did. Um, the first thing I heard was like, they, they weren't granted any type of security. So initially I was like, well, that's fucked up. Like, how the hell are they not going to pay for like their motherfucking security? But if you think about it, like once they decided to like leave the job, that's something that taxpayers would have to pay for. So that's the equivalent of us paying for Donald Trump Jr.'s security, not even Donald Trump Jr., Donald Trump Jr.'s cousin security, some shit like that, uh, somebody by marriage. So that was the first thing. So I was like, well, I guess that's true. I guess I, me being a taxpayer, I wouldn't want to have to pay for security for somebody's who decided they weren't going to do the job. Uh, then the big, you know, the big outcry was the whole, like, uh, somebody asked her, like, how <laughs> how black was his baby going to be? And I mean, that's fucked up. But I... I still would like to know like what context, but I don't think any context is really cool, but it might just been like an inquisitive thing. But I think from what I heard, maybe they kept asking her about how dark this baby gonna be. So I don't know, man. Um uh, but the Royals have been a fucked up family for years and racist for years and done fuck shit for years. So I mean, uh it's probably our ancestors coming back just trying to like take the motherfuckers down. So, you know, even if it's <clears throat> this little piece, apparently motherfuckers didn't know that the Royals have been a racist, fucked up family. So, hey, so, so, and I'm, I mean, I'm sure there are some obvious answers out there that I'm probably overlooking, but <clears throat> why do they need security? Like, do, do we believe that somebody's gonna, like, kidnap them and hold them for a ransom? to the royal family or because all rich I mean I'm like alright they probably got a little bread but all rich people don't have security like I'm sure fucking Warren Buffett don't walk around with security oh, I probably just because they're so high profile and a lot of people don't fuck with the royals I mean it's just like oh, a way of getting famous like I oh, killed no. fucking oh I gotcha okay you know, I was, I was wondering about that and not only like, that it's like Warren Buffett doesn't have to go out in public with the plebeians and like do events they are still heads of some sort of state right and you know the commonwealths and stuff like that so they have to go and do appearances with other people other citizens and stuff like that people that are poor and they do put themselves at risk as any other like government official does so they do need security that way well not anymore that's why you took it away because they like we ain't doing that shit no more no and we move into um la yeah, not, not anymore, not them anymore, but when they were part of the firm or whatever the fuck they were calling it, there were some, you know, and not only that, but the paparazzi and shit too. I mean, we saw what happened with Diane and shit. The paparazzi can be really aggressive. They need the security in order just to stay safe and be able to get from point A to point B. Yeah. I My thing is, my opinion on it is probably the harsh one, but I, I feel like Megan should... Megan knew what she was getting herself into. 
Like you, you didn't know that the royal fam, like what the royal family is based on. Like they've, they ran, they ran the UK with iron fist for years and and spread <laughs> imperialism throughout the world, which is you know has underpinnings of racism. So I feel like if you know this is how these motherfuckers got rich and wealthy, like based on the backs of brown people throughout the world. You, you, you were surprised that they would question if how brown your baby was going to be? I don't think she was surprised, but she's doing what every other black person does. I mean, black people go to Cracker Barrel to this day, and if Cracker Barrel does something racist, they're going to be like, oh, that's fucked up. They're going to take a picture, and they're going to show a video. <laughs> but bitch, you went to Cracker Barrel voluntarily. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what we do. Every single day, we play the that's racist game, even though we... <laughs> there's no mystery to this racism shit. It's not like, hey, man, America's racist. Hey, man, Britain is racist. I mean, people act like America cracked this shit off. Racism is America's original sin. No, the fuck it's not. Britain was doing this racist shit long before America was even a dream or a twinkle in somebody's eye. You feel me? That's where we got the shit from. So why would they not be as racist as America? You feel me? It's just a game that we like to play, man. And Mark, I mean, Megan, I mean, she saw it firsthand. She went there. I don't think she was surprised. But when the racism does present itself, she's going to call it out. I don't think that's wrong or anything like that, but it's what we all do. If we go to motherfucking, if we go to fucking Mississippi right now and some racist shit pops off, we're going to record it and be like, can you believe what these crackers said to me in fucking Mississippi? Nigga, you was in Mississippi. It's just what it is. Yeah. I think we, I think we pretty much agree on that. I can't. Any other <laughs> anybody disagree with that point? But the funny part about it is the American <laughs> the American side. Cause we're African Americans, right? So we got the African part out of the way, the racism shot out of the way. The American part is why the fuck do we care? Right? Black people should not care about the fucking king and queen of Britain, right? But we're Americans and somehow we look at them as celebrities too, and we fucking care about this shit. Like my my mom cared about this shit. Like my grandma cared about this. Like, they were, like, texting back and forth, like, can you believe this shit? And I remember when Diana died, they were talking about that. Like, it's just crazy how, as Americans and African Americans, we care about the royal family at all. When there's well, nothing I mean, But we are, like, from a, a young age, talk, you know, like, Disney stories about princes and princesses and kings and queens and all that shit. So, I mean... True. It, we we do it does get ingrained in our head at an early age. I don't think that maybe I don't know go sexist men don't really think about it that much. You know what I'm saying? But is that far, sexist? I don't I mean, know. I just, I just, I just <laughs> but let me just put let me just put that out there. For, but to that point uh, though, to that point, black people don't talk about the prince of Ethiopia marrying the chick from Northwest DC. Like that's not something that we talk about. Right, because there are kings and queens and princes and princes all in Africa. Like, you know what I'm saying? That we don't learn about. So maybe that's that's a lane that we just we just opened up to somebody to start like making children's African king and queen books. But we all we kings and queens at the hotel tell it. Gang of shit that we shouldn't care about. And <laughs> Here, we royal, Here we go. The royal is just one more feather in our cap. Like we have so much other shit that we could be focused on and worried about, but but oh. another another thing, what everybody praised Harry, you know, what I'm saying about how he was standing by his wife and so on and so forth. 
but he still protected his family. Like he didn't, he didn't go when, when Oprah asked him who the fuck said what about the baby's skin color, he's like, that's not a place that he's willing to go. And most people fucked with him on that. Like, okay, and I'm going to give him a pass. But I don't think most people are going to get a pass when it comes to their their wife, especially their black wife. I mean, I mean, me, I know me and my wife. I can't be like, that's not a place that I'm not willing to go. I'm going to I'm going to choose that over my wife. And I feel like Harry got a pass on that. You know what I'm saying? And I, I get it. You know, it's there's a lot of money involved and he's protecting his royal family and legacy and all of that. But most niggas in this world, period, you're not about to get that pass when it comes to your wife. And I don't understand why Harry got a pass for that. Unless it wasn't scandalous <clears throat> enough to where anybody would care. You know what I'm saying? Well, it was I'm fucking what did he get a pass? What did he get a pass for? So basically, they told the story. Harry and Meghan told the story of the baby skin color, right? And mm-hmm. Oprah was like, who the fuck said that? You know what I'm saying? And then Harry was like, Nah, that's a bridge too far. I'm not going to say who said that. You know what I'm saying? So really, really, he kind of, it was like a halfway dry snitch because then he started naming names of who it wasn't and then he kind of left who, who it was. But he <laughs> says, Doc, that's a bridge too far. I'm not going to discuss that. Because wasn't it basically his pops? It's basically his pops. He's either his no, pops or his pops. brother. One of them two. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't, I, don't, I don't see his brother saying that shit. I feel like it'd be his pops because... I mean, Harry kind of the side baby. I mean, guys. Wait. So, first of all, so you hear this shit. Why you trying to act about? I mean, that is true. Niggas don't. How you know about that? Well, the Harry royal, the royal team, niggas. No, because you never seen those videos that they showed that the, showed the um, dude that um, Diana was having the affair with, the soldier. The nigga looks just like Harry. I, I don't nothing of what you speak of. So you saying I don't know nothing about what you're saying? Either. <laughs> when you first said side baby, I thought you were saying Prince Charles had like a no. I'm saying Diana had a side baby. His name was Harry. That's why they out there. You're into this, right? I'm into I'm into I'm into that shit because it's hilarious. I mean, the nigga was like they had an affair. He he basically was her guard for year. Her riding instructor. He was her horse riding instructor. Um, and she was also riding dick. Uh, so, oh, wow. Come on, man. God bless the dead. God damn. Oh, man. Hey, Brad, that lady can't even defend us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but pull it up. Like, there's, there's hella articles and videos about this shit. I mean, it, and you have to see it for yourself. Dude, Harry, Harry looks just like dude. The thing about, the like, because the Royals, I mean, they all pretty much look alike. I mean, the other, that's who's, that's, you know, there's a lot of in, in hell incest, hell inbreeding, and they and they that's have very, why that's why you like them because you're into that shit. Oh, okay, now everything's coming together. Okay, cool. Inbreeding. <laughs> I want to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can, I can. Uh, I can see the nigga teaching her how to ride a horse spinning game, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like that's some flossy ass shit. That like, if a nigga was teaching my chick how to ride a horse, like I would be helpless because I don't know how to ride a fucking horse. So all right. I can do is just stand idly by while he's telling her horse riding game. Right, but he's the whole time he's just telling her shit like she was riding dick. Like, right. oh yeah, you, come on, you have to get 
into it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you gotta squeeze. You gotta squeeze with your legs. We got, we'll talk about uh personal trainers being the uh, the horse the horse trainers of 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 the Americas, man. They're hell of the horse trainers of America. <laughs> anyway, this nigga freezes. Yeah, definitely froze. Right. He gonna come back at like an awkward point. <laughs> right. In the I'll middle of the conversation. Um, oh, I was gone. You I played it safe. Yeah. Oh, no. no, it wasn't us. That you was three us. The four us was Three us. Yeah. Anyway, we can move on, man. That's just the first fucking topic. Yeah. Speaking of layups, I saw what you did there earlier. Thank you. Um, All Star Weekend. We missed All Star Weekend, too. Now, I mean, I don't know about y'all. I mean, I'm not really that big on the game. I mean, there was some good points to it when you go over that, but All-Star Weekend in Atlanta was a fucking fiasco. Like, it seems like every crazy nigga that got a little bit of money in their pocket converged onto Atlanta for, for hijinks and shenanigans. I saw um, some women who decided to live in a U-Haul all weekend um, instead of just getting a hotel. I saw a, a young lady who went to Atlanta with $400 and spend it all because she thought she was going to get her um, unemployment check and she did not <laughs> and put up a GoFundMe in order to get herself back to New York. <clears throat> I saw Stunna's Instagram. I saw plenty of stuff in Atlanta to show me that niggas was having a crazy ass time and did not give a fuck. So, so, go ahead. Thing is, <laughs> you believe everything you see on the internet. Like, Oh, girl, I definitely didn't come down there with $400 waiting on her unemployment. That was bullshit. She was running a game. But that that U-Haul thing was interesting because it wasn't that cut and dry. Like, why didn't they just get a hotel? Like, you know when they do events, all the hotels be, like, ratcheted up. No pun intended. So that shit might have been, like, $1,000 a night or something. You know what I'm saying? Unless she was trying to stay in fucking... Uh, What's some shit in the fire region? Stay in Fayetteville. Like, trying to stay in Macon or some shit. <laughs> Commute. But, I mean, All Star Weekend, man, I've been a few times because it normally falls around my birthday. They uh, did something different this year due to COVID and they started the season late. But uh, that shit is interesting. Like, you always going to see, like, some wild one-off shit. This year was absolutely no different. And then Atlanta... Dot, 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 Atlanta during COVID already looks like a wild place anyway, so that shit just like that shit was probably just like on 10. So, let's address the 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 women in the U-Haul, right? Um, so, first of all, like that looked like the caliber of women that were at this All-Star game. Like, everywhere I looked, it's not Correct. like they were like your your high quality, you know what I'm saying, gold diggers that I've seen different different years, you know what I'm saying? It was like these were the thirstiest of the thirsty. Um clearly because I think it was minimum three, maybe four chicks living in a U-Haul. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like for the weekend. And uh, I you had like you ain't never lived in a U-Haul before, bro. Yeah, before weekend. So <laughs> Motherfuckers was peeing in buckets and shit. Like, that was the sickest shit ever. But the funny thing is, there'd be the same chicks 
that'll curve you in the fucking club. You know what I'm saying? Be like, hey, baby, let me get your number now, nigga. Who is you? How? Y'all four are going back in a U-Haul. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, like U-Hauls don't even have windows. Like, y'all hoes gonna suffocate back there if y'all don't crack a window. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the first thing, right? That was that was fucked up. Uh, are we even recording still? I think so. I think so. Whoa, whoa! Eat the snack. Eat the peanut butter out of spoon. He didn't want to. <laughs> We all like peanut butter wood. It's good. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. You don't like that. peanut butter? I don't like peanut butter. Not at all. Oh, uh, shit. I'll take it back. God damn. Have y'all not come to the conclusion now that Craig don't like shit? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Straight up peanut butter, no. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich, no. But I eat peanut butter cookies. Straight up I mean, peanut like butter banana, on the I spoon. I like bananas and I don't like banana flavored bullshit. But anyway, so going, going to the uh, the second, the chick who had to go fund me, right? So it's 95% a scam, but say she did go to Atlanta, right? By herself for $400, hoping that shit would hit. First of all, what was you going down there to do by so, yourself? Oh, that you link up with a baller. I don't know this right. to be true. I ain't even there to hustle that y'all got to steal your thunder for like 10 seconds. Go ahead. But I think people like that, even the chicks in the U-Haul, I think they be going, hoping to link up with a cool nigga, meet a nigga in the club. Like you was like, they'll, uh, they'll like shoot you down in the club because I think they're analyzing like, can this nigga get us out the U-Haul tonight? Like, yeah. can this nigga get us a room or whatever, whatever. And that's the analysis that they run in, like at all times. But that's that's what I think they be doing. I think they be on a mission. So how you feel? Know that success rate of we gonna go to a different city, or well, All Star Game, Super Bowl weekend, whatever, and find ballers to hook up with who's gonna pay for everything all weekend. I wanna wanna know what that success rate is. It has to be low because the thing is, everybody that's going to All Star Weekend is full of lies. Like, but, like the real motherfuckers who got probably got some money and want to pay and, and can pay for that type of shit. They ain't fucking with no girls that smell like fucking um, cherry blossom. Um, yeah, they are. No, 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 no. Yeah, they are. I'm telling you that right now. I'm telling you that right now. So, I mean, you may not get an NBA star, but you, if you coming from the level of a U-Haul truck, there's a nigga between the U-Haul truck and an NBA player that will let you sleep at the double trip. Like uh-huh. there, there are some layers there that you can hit on. And if honestly, we've been niggas and we've come back to the room at the end of the night, like damn dog, like did you get on a bitch? Yeah, I got on. You know, I got a number. Da 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 da. You know, ain't gonna pop off maybe tomorrow. And it just so happens to be like that. But how is it when women can't get on niggas? You know what I'm saying? Like if there's four bitches in the U-Haul, if four bitches come back on the first night of the U-Haul, what does that say about you? Like y'all threw y'all pussy out there and nobody caught it on the first night. Y'all still in the U-Haul? That's horrible. I mean, it's it's probably like a certain baseline of character or whatever the word is. Like, there's a certain ilk <clears throat> that you have to be to be prepared to sleep for the weekend in the U-Haul in Atlanta for All-Star Weekend. So maybe, maybe not. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like they caught a nigga like, oh, yeah, cool, but I stay with my old lady. So, you know, I'll holler at you tomorrow. 
or whatever. But, but at some <laughs> point in time, at some point in time, we come went back to the room and try to kiki kiki and follow, right? Follow, follow, sleep. No, because you have to have a. We come back to the Waffle House at some point in time, and I feel like the Waffle House is your moment, your last moment to shine. And you couldn't throw your pussy at a nigga at the Waffle House, and that nigga be like, "All right, hop in the car, shot it. We gonna hit the double tree." But I just, I just feel like if you can't yeah. get a nigga at the Waffle House, I don't think they got to that point though. Because if you're at the Waffle House stage, that's the closing. That's when you sign the contracts. I, I, my thing is, I don't know. First of all, like if, 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 oh, you know, nigga. You haul. Four of us in the U-Haul. Somebody gotta get taken home. I, like that's priority number one. Whatever you gotta do, you know what I'm saying. Hotel room on three. Hotel room on three. Great. <laughs> Somebody. We ain't seen before in this bitch. Right. But, right. But that's a good point though. But what do you think? But niggas I, smell desperation, all right? Listen, listen. No, but do niggas care? I, I don't like no dry begging. First, some of y'all niggas don't fuck stank pussy on this podcast before. I remember y'all niggas saying that. Like, I, I, could, I could never do it. Like, so desperation ain't shit. I, me and my homeboys have gone to uh, fucking one of them classics, Florida classics, with like nowhere to stay, nigga, and <laughs> we was gonna drive back, but it was like, nigga, I'm sure somebody think we cute, nigga. Let's go around and fuck around and try to see what we can see, and we ended up fucking <laughs> two niggas. On the floor, and, and one nigga in the uh, dorm, in a twin dorm bed, nigga, but we had shelter. That's right. what I'm saying. Like, right. was the girl the cutest? No, nigga, but hey. It don't matter. I got a roof over, I got a roof over my head. The chicks would be like, oh, this nigga got on Black Forces and go back to sleep in the U Haul. Oh, no. That brings me to the second chick. Like, if you were really there, like, <laughs> my thing is, right? If you like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just trying to suck some dick and go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you say that ten niggas, <laughs> minimum three are gonna be like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get a room. Like, hey, I hey, I'm, a, I'm a level with you. I'm a level with you. Okay. <laughs> we came down to this motherfucker from Little Rock in the U-Haul, and I, I gladly, no I gladly don't yuck. But the sofa at the double tree. <laughs> and if you let me stay till breakfast, I'll let you hit it again in the morning. Right. For the there you go. <laughs> but a continental, you know what I mean? So, and they got to get them cookies and shit. <laughs> so I just uh, don't we know. We already got like, a cookie that check in. You know, we two cookies a day. <laughs> so, so, let me, this, this, is my, this is my question. Do y'all respect the chick who domes a nigga up or uh, gives up the. the the puss or goes the GoFundMe route? Like, which one is, is more respectable in y'all's eyes? I respect the driver of the U-Haul because she probably had the credit card to put up for the shit. The passengers, um, I don't respect that. No, that's, listen, you didn't see the... You didn't see when they got out the U-Haul at the end. They, I think they left, just left that bitch in a Kroger's parking lot. Like, they had to get somebody else to to get that shit for him. Because one girl's like, don't take that. Like, at the end. Like, I don't know. My thing is, I say use use your resources before you just, you know, <laughs> fucking go fund me. Like, yeah, I respect I, them. Use the resources. That's what, they, that's what they were there for. They were there to hustle it. They weren't there for, like, basketball games or kicking it. They were there to, like, for a come up. Right. It's like, let's keep our costs low by running and living in a U-Haul. 
Yeah, man. No, I don't think they were like, let's keep our costs low. I think right. it was, girl, I got forty-seven dollars. Girl, right. I got sixty-three. How, we can uh get a hotel and transport all in one. You right. know what I'm saying? We're gonna right. pretend like this will fucking uh Winnebago and fucking get our shit off. I think lesson for young ladies is y'all need to study and work hard. You know what I'm saying? Be independent, man. You don't need no nigga for nothing. So do you think they would have got more play or like they shit might have would have played out different if say they had rented like a Tahoe or a minivan or something? Like did the U-Haul van kind of like downgrade them a little bit? It did, but it did because they got famous. We talking about it on our world famous yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And I saw some niggas who found the U-Haul and they jumped in it and was like taking shots and kicking it with them just because they were the U-Haul chicks. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. It was social as fuck, man. So maybe it was good marketing at the end of the day, even though they yeah. didn't know. I mean, crack, it was just a nigga creeping. One of them just got out the got out the back at the gas station. Niggas like, look at these old, right. and then now look at them. Crackheads are social too, but yeah. crackheads are social, man. Motherfucking boy. Absolutely, the good ones are. <laughs> the good crackheads. How you feel? You not a good crackhead. You a bad crackhead. That's horrible. Some of them just all they want to do is smoke. Some of them they don't. Make a few dollars so they can keep smoking. Right, like like that nigga. I don't know what city it is. I swear it's like Philly or DC. The like crackhead magician nigga. Like, <laughs> crackhead magician. Who that? Oh man, yeah. No, that nigga but does like magic. To that end, though, crackheads. A lot of crackheads be raw as fuck. Like yeah. they have like this magician nigga. Whoever you talking about, niggas know how to do all kind of shit with cars. Like. OJ the Cable Man in Tallahassee, like <sighs> OJ the Cable Man. Is he like, still with crackhead, us? Some crackheads be raw as fuck. I mean, I mean, people, some people were raw as fuck before they became before they hit the rock, and then you know. No, that's what I'm saying though. I mean, you kind of had to be raw before you got on the shit. But right. my mechanic in Tallahassee was a crackhead. He was great. I mean, sometimes you get pushed into your purpose. They might not have been, you know what I'm saying? Like, they might have been desperate. It was like, nigga, I'm about to learn how to do this. Look, <laughs> this cable up. You said a word, brother. Hey, man, I'm just uh, yeah, that's true, too. Anyway. Speaking of being talented, man, the Grammys was last, was, uh, last weekend. Um, I didn't watch all of it, but I did see uh, the winners. I saw a lot of black folks won awards um this year i i don't know what that means because i mean i think the grammys is usually pretty touch and go in terms of how they award folks one year they'll have a very white grammys and 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 maybe every four or five years they'll have a very black grammys and we just had a very black grammy so that was what's, what's up um i know the the um homegirl from alabama shakes uh britney howard she won best rock um album or something like that which is a big deal uh, her one album. Nas finally won a Grammy. That was a big deal. Her one what? what? You said her what? one album, and then you stopped. Her one what? Album what? Oh, best oh best R and B album. Okay. And uh, I think she had best. She had she got two of them. I don't forget. I forgot what the other ones were. She won two of them now. Did Kurt Franklin win best gospel album? I don't know. Tiffany Haddish won. <laughs> Uh, she won. She was the first black woman, woman since Whoopi Goldberg to win Best Comedy Album for. Um, so that was a big deal. So you know, did y'all, did y'all even know that she had a comedy album? I she had. A, she had a stand. She had a stand up. It was pretty good. But I, I remember seeing it on um, on Showtime. So it was straight. 
Uh, I mean, but I also, I like Tiffany Hash to a degree, so I was happy for her. I felt like the time was really fucked up. I mean, this is what's the COVID year. So, like, when Nas won, I was like, for what? What did he win for? Like, the last album he came out with was, like, four years ago. That's just because we on COVID time. Like, yeah. it's just weird how King's Disease really was, didn't come out that long ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like, it wasn't, it didn't come out, like, in the, um, like, late spring, early summer. No, I have no concept of time in the COVID, in the, in, in the Panera. So, I mean, it's just, it was just really weird. Everybody was winning awards for shit that I thought came out, like, three years ago. But I think Nas is worthy, man. King's Disease is a great fucking album. I got that shit on vinyl. Yeah. You didn't think like it was I'm a great album? Nah. I think they were giving Nas. Wait, first off, do you like Nas? Awards you should have gotten. The I past. love Nas. Okay, I got that. I, I I love Nas too. This wasn't. I don't think it was his best album, but I think when I realized he was a nominee, I was like, he's gonna get it because he's he's kind of owed the album. I mean, like, of, course, mean of course, of course, it wasn't his best it. album. He's not. He's not in his prime, but it was a good ass album, though. I I, I loved King's Disease. Yeah. Did you like? Did you hear Freddie Gibbs album? I thought Freddie Gibbs should have won, but I understand that, yeah. But no. he's an indie animal, and you're an indie animal, so we can't really get a little biased. I've not heard Freddie Gibbs' album, nor do I care about Freddie Gibbs' Indie animal. Don't yeah. tell yeah. I'll never say that again. But, uh, uh, Megan won best, best New Artist. Uh, that was a big thing. Beyonce broke the record for most uh, Grammys of who? That in general, of all times, I think it was. All I think time. in general, right? Or by so. a woman, it was one or two. Maybe by a woman. I think it maybe by a woman. Um, who else won? Blue, uh, Blue Let us see one. One. Wow, that was crazy. Uh, John Legend won uh, best R&B album. I haven't liked the John Legend album since his. John Legend second. had an album, but after he exactly. won the after he won the whole gate, what does it matter? How what? Grammy he wins now. He don't need no more Grammys right. he, since he won that he shit. Got, he got a whole gate. What, what? He got a whole gate. Whole gate. I thought they called it something else. You talking about an Oscar Grammy? Uh, when he gets he all got, up. He got, yeah, there it is. He called a whole gate. <laughs> is he, is he part of the EGOT club? Yes. He's EGOT. Yeah, he's EGOT. He got a Tony Award. You ain't got to look it up. Uh, you ain't got to look it up, bro. Man, got, I'm, I'm got, going on OnlyFans, so don't even worry about me. Okay, cool. That's or or not cool though, mostly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so good good job by them. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy uh, the main thing I watched. I was there really just for the um, the Silk Sonic performance. I will say that I'm if they had a fan club, I'd be the president of the Orlando chapter because them niggas be grooving like a motherfucker. So um, I was excited to see that. It's great music, man. Like. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's an old thing. Maybe this is I don't know. It could be, maybe. but it could be I'm an old I'm an old uncle now. Whatever the fuck it is, but when I heard the song during during the live performance and on the YouTube, mm-hmm. it's just good fucking music. It it it, it makes me want to go somewhere and listen to that live while sipping brown liquor and eating appetizers. Like I just want like I want to go see that live somewhere in a basement yeah. with dark light with dark lighting. Like it's just great. I will say, so I can tell y'all because it's a safe space. And you're not going to judge me because um, you're my friends. You rubbed one out to it? No, that's going a bit too far. I had me an edible the night it came out. And I, I, this is like 
and I sat in, like, I was in the hotel because we had just moved our shit. So we were staying in the hotel that weekend. So I was in the hotel room and I listened to that high as fuck, listened to that shit for like two hours straight. I was like, this song is great. I couldn't stop listening. My wife was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And um, I just couldn't stop listening. Like, it was a perfect song. She like, knew, what, song was, she knew what was wrong with you, nigga. Huh? She knew what was wrong with you. She knew you was on the sauce. <laughs> She was like, you high them motherfucker. But yeah, I listened to that shit like, like for two hours in a row. It's just like such a good song. Even the video was good. I don't even really watch music videos, but the video was great. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, when niggas go on tour, I'm fucking with it. Any other thoughts about the Grammys? Uh, I don't know, man. The Grammys... Grammys are bullshit. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't fuck with the weekend, but the fact that the weekend wasn't nominated for shit is, is, you know, preposterous. So, I mean, and they, you know, they snubbed Kendrick before. Hey, they've snubbed a lot of people. Who, who's, who's the white dude they gave that out? Uh, gave that Grammy to? Uh, Macklemore. Uh, Macklemore. Yeah. Macklemore. Oh man. But they gave they gave Kendrick the awards the next year for damn now. It doesn't matter though. He should he should have got up a good kid, man. But anyway, we can. I digress. Fair enough. This is why we need to come up with our own shit. There so we go. We they do that. Young. They do that Just every year. Ah shit! I love the Soul Train Awards. Fuck the Soul Train Awards, nigga. I love that's the best show ever. Soul Train Awards always a vibe. Soul Train Awards let you do it in Lee Hall. I mean, they do do it in Lee Hall, but that should still be sweet a little bit. But um, speaking of shit that ain't sweet, so this is what the niggas was mad about on the internet this week. <clears throat> Kirk Franklin. So Kirk Franklin um, apparently is in a strange relationship uh, with his son. Uh, what's his name? Carry on. Carry- wait, 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 wait. He's in a strange relationship, or he's <laughs> strange. Don't do that. I said strange. No, no, I was trying. To, I was really trying it's to understand. Strange. Okay, cool. He's and he's I like it. Gotcha. Yeah, they're, they're not cool with each other. So, um, so I guess there was a, a recording that he posted on social media of him and Kirk having an argument. It was mostly Kirk cussing them out and him responding in kind. You call uh, Kirk Franklin Kirk? Like, y'all don't like first name basis. <laughs> Kirk! That's that nigga name, man. Chill out. So, <laughs> Kirk, too. So they um so they haven't they were they were arguing cussing each other out. I think he called him skinny and po, which I found hilarious. I was like that nigga has a great sense of humor. But anyway, um, <laughs> they had the argument and he called him all sorts of bitch ass niggas. It was I mean it was like you know he was cussing him out like a nigga off the street. And um apparently people were really upset about it. I was reading comments and all sorts of Facebook think pieces around how toxic he is as a parent and how he's, he's like how you should never ever speak to your child like that. Um, and to that, I say, I don't agree. Um, I'll, this is my point of view. Everybody could just share their point of view, but it, this is my thing. If you're a 32 year old man and you're recording a conversation between you and your father, I already have an opinion of you as a 32 year old man. You're not really much of a man. Like conversations between adults are conversations between adults, and you have to treat it as such. I feel like Kirk Franklin 
was treating his son like a nigga off the street because he was, his son was being a nigga off the street. I think once you do certain things, regardless of your affiliation, your fam, being your family ties, you you need to be treated as such. And I think that's what happened. But that's just my point of view. Um. So. I heard the audio first, and I didn't really have any background, so I was like, "I." It's hard to tell what's going on because when his wife or whoever starts laughing in the background, I'm like, "Is this a joke? What's going on?" And so I was like, "Whatever," because y'all know I don't give a fuck about that celebrity shit anyway. But then when I found out his son was 33, I was like, "All this shit is stupid, regardless of what's going on at this point," because he's a grown fucking man. Then, um, the next thing is for his son to clearly, I believe that when his son hit record, it was his intention to post it because just like with any kind of dirt that you do, any recording, any shady pictures, any top notch secret that you got, that shit is only valuable once you expose it. So of course, if, (laughs) <laughs> if I'm recording this shit and I know I'm going to expose it, then I'm going to taper my shit down. Like, I'm not going to be going back at him or whatever because I don't want to make myself look bad. So, all this shit is skewed anyway because he did this shit with the purpose of um, recording that shit and exposing his dad. So, I don't, I don't know enough about them. If his dad really did raise him and take good care of him and all that, he's out of bounds. He may have a legitimate gripe, but this shit doesn't solve anything. Like you tried to ruin the man, so you know you catch more lies with honey. So that's just my two cents. I'm tired of these pussy ass parents out here that are scared of their fucking kids. Um, mm-hmm. Niggas been getting their ass with kids been getting their ass with for five thousand, six thousand motherfucking years, and I don't understand why in 2021 motherfuckers are like they got the goddamn answer. Where oh. Like, I don't need to discipline my kids that way. My kids are different. All I got to do is give them a fucking look. Like, nigga, who is you talking to? Like, we all got fucking kids. I don't give a fuck who your kids are. I can't give my kids no fucking look. And they about to all of a sudden turn into fucking model fucking citizens. If you give your kids a look and you feel like your kids have gone and righted their wrongs, that's because your kids getting over on you and you fucking stupid. Kids going to see that fucking look and go right on and do whatever the fuck it is that they want to do. You got to cuss these fucking kids out and you got to beat their motherfucking ass because half the time that's the only fucking thing that they understand. We've all been kids before. Why the fuck do you think that that look or whatever this feng shui parenting shit is that y'all are doing is going to all of a sudden make your kids better parents? Oh, I want to sit down and have a discussion with my kid on why that's right or why that's wrong. Nigga, you was nine before. You give a fuck about none of that shit you talking about. You got to put consequences and repercussions in the kid's head. If you do this, this is going to happen. That's what kids understand. And later, you can have different conversations about, hey, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah, you got your ass open in the past, but now this is how that relates to money. This is how that relates to your schoolwork. This is how that relates to you falling behind X, Y, and Z. But how are you going to explain that to a six-year-old? If he's six, how the fuck are you going to have a conversation about, like, fucking losses of revenue and value and shit and how school matters to him when he goes to fucking college. You got to let him know you can't fucking do that. And the thing about it is so, I often hear this all the time it's like, men shouldn't put their hands on women. You know what I'm saying? And that's the big one. You know what I'm saying? Man can't put his hands on women. And that's true. I agree with that. 
But when do motherfuckers think that their fucking education begins? Like, that shit don't begin in motherfucking 16. You don't sit down and have a conversation with that nigga be like, hey man, don't put hands on women and the conversation is over and he don't do it. You gotta teach this nigga at fucking five and six years old, don't fucking touch your fucking sister. Don't touch your fucking mama. Don't raise your hand to your fucking auntie. Don't raise your hand to your sister. And you put the fear of God in them so they don't do that. And then when they're 30 and 40 years old, they will never do that because of the shit that happened when they're five and six. Where Uh the fuck do you think this shit comes from? And like these pussy ass parents that keep coming out with this bullshit that they got this just this new way and this look and they know how to fucking have a discussion with a fucking five year old to make him fucking see all the fucking answers in life. All of that is bullshit. When you see a parent out there and they're saying that same shit, don't believe them because they're going to teach you the wrong way and your kids in the world to be a fuck nigga. <clears throat> All right. Well, before I say anything, I will preface it with I don't have kids, but I do have parents. Uh, and my parents have, I've, I've never heard either one of my parents cuss. Ever, right? Um, that's just not the type of household I grew up in. My neighbor, on the other hand, his mama would cuss him the fuck out in front of anybody. So I had a basketball goal in my backyard. We'd be playing basketball. His mama would come outside. It'd be 10 of us. Junior, you don't get your motherfucking ass in this goddamn house. I'm going to beat you. It was abusive. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I feel like you should never speak to your child that way. And again, I don't have children. So I feel like there's different ways of getting your point across without taking it to that level. And I think that's just in life, though, not just with your kids, just with people in general. You know what I'm saying? Uh, cooler heads should always prevail. Um, so but- before you go, what are these ways? Like, like we talk about a PowerPoint presentation. Like, what are these ways that we about to do? What are these, what are these tactics? What are these different ways? You don't have to say, so I saw this shit at Walmart. You stupid motherfucker, you bitch, calling your daughter a bitch. Don't do that. That's I, like, I, I don't think any, I agree with you completely. Like, I don't think yeah, you, can, you, can, you, can, you can, you can, you can, you can scare your kids. Hey, get the, what? That's, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should be able to do that without using language. And I think, and I think that it seems like I see parents, um, it's like a cycle. You know what I'm saying? Like their parents cussed at them and hit them. So I'm going to cuss and beat my child just because that's because I was raised. And at some point, like you got to stop doing that shit. Like it's, it's not healthy for the child. Child's going to grow up with issues and studies have shown that like beating your kids like doesn't does more harm than good. But again, we could debate that all the time. That's just. Here we go with them fucking studies again. I mean, the study says if your BMI is over 31, you're probably going to die too. But, you know, it is what it is. Fuck studies. We already went all the way around. We went all the way around. No, I went, but I want to go again. Because to your point, so my homegirl, she was like, uh, she was saying that, uh, like, wild shit that people say. She also does not have kids. So she was like, um, I brought you in this world, I'll take you out or whatever. And I was like, really? It's kind of like shit talking. The cursing, I feel like is for emphasis. I'm not a thousand percent certain, but I think my mama probably told me that one time. But at no point did I ever think that either of my parents was going to kill me 
or otherwise bring harm to me. But it's like, oh shit, she mean business, so I need to tighten the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Because that, hey, uh, you didn't do your chores, whatever. That shit only goes so far. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? To Woods' point, and sometimes you gotta sprinkle a little salt on that shit, which is the curse words. And uh, my dad was more harsh with the curse words, but I could count on probably three fingers the number of times I got a whooping. Maybe count on one hand. But I mean, he would rather <clears throat> try to talk to us, and for the most part, he'll talk to us cool, but sometimes he would, like, crank the shit up a little bit. But mm-hmm. I would rather that than get my ass whooped. Right, <laughs> I would, right. Yeah, I'd much right. rather that. But, but nobody's <clears throat> but nobody saying, saying, like, Hey, nobody cleaned your. That's not what I'm saying. This nigga said, "I will." What if I will? But he's thirty three. But he's because he's a grown ass man. Yeah. My daddy could tell me he'll beat my motherfucking ass and break my neck and all that shit he said. But nigga, I just won't open the door at my fucking house when you get here to (laughs) see that shit. If you come over here, that's the problem. That shit only rings bells if I stay at this nigga house and I feel like he really might do that shit. I mean, plus the nigga seen silver and gold. I mean, that has right. a little bit to do with it too. They kind of, you know, but I know you, preachers it, of people too and blah, 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 blah. But like, I'm tired of like hypocrites. You know what I'm saying? And then he had this puss ass like apology. I don't want to hear that shit. No, like, why is he a hypocrite? Why is he a hypocrite? I, I don't think he was a hypocrite for apologizing. He didn't apologize to his son. He apologized for us for hearing yeah. it. <laughs> Church people fight too, now. Church people fight and cuss people out too, so yes, I don't... But I, don't be no gospels. Don't, don't be the head of the fucking God's property then if you're going to be that nigga, dog. But that's, see, that's but that goes back to what we're talking about. Nigga, we, we're putting that nigga on the pedestal and putting him that way. He a regular nigga just like us. He just... Uh, that, but see, my, my, my spiritual guide guidance. People I look for for spiritual guidance. Not saying I look for at Kirk Franklin, but some people do. Like, that nigga has like you're getting paid off of promoting something. And that's not like what you really believe in or what you're fucking doing when you're saying, hey, I'll stomp a hole in your motherfucking ass, you fucking bitch. Like, if you do that to your I son, know, man. I respect that. Spare the rod and spoil the child. I respect like, that. We, we, well, we can, we, can, we can cherry pick the Bible all day, but I'm just saying. I don't want to do that. I'm I don't, saying, like I said, I don't want my pastor running trains with the deacons. That's just me. That's my opinion. Y'all can, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think, yeah, he's a man. He's a flesh. Yeah, whatever, man. Don't come. Do no fucking uh verses with uh fat Fred Hammond then whatever the nigga name is like don't do that shit like cut it out. I mean I I'm not taking I'm not uh I'm not taking up for Kurt I'm not taking up for Kurt Franklin at all but I'm saying like sometimes I get it like if you and I, I'm not even saying necessarily cursing but. Damn, I'm like crossing over a whole bunch of shit right now. Do you remember it was a documentary, I feel like, with Tupac? And uh, he was like, you know, we come in peace. We asking like, we hungry, please let us in. We hungry. Like, that shit. Then after a while, that shit don't work. So, again, you got to crank it up. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And You can finish what Tupac said just for people that hadn't heard it. 
I don't remember exactly what he said, but after he does a little, we hungry, please let us in. And then he's like, after that, it's like I'm picking the lock, come in, waving the full, full blast, and some shit along them lines. But it it comes, it it crosses over from, hey, we're really hungry, can we please have something to eat, sir? To bitch, yeah. we about to take something, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. And so, is I get it because I have children, I understand it, and I'm always mindful of how I talk to my children because that was, so that was my thing about growing up. A lot of stuff, and probably the reason why I didn't get a lot of weapons is I could self-correct. Like, I would do some shit and I'd be like, damn, that was stupid. I probably shouldn't have done that. So, I wasn't like a habitual line stepper anyway. So then when my children continue down a path and keep doing and keep doing, that shit pisses me off more because I, I can't understand that. Like, I can't understand why I have to keep saying this more than like twice so i get it but that's what i'm saying like he's 33 so that shit loses a lot of steam with me like you're 33 you're not a kid you should not be that fragile you know what i'm saying and if that's how you feel and then shit go back at him you know what i'm saying you're 33 like hey dog fuck that you're not about to keep talking to me like that i'm not a fucking 10 year old no more you know what i'm saying like Sometimes you have to let shit be known. And I had that come to Jesus moment with my dad before about some shit. Like, he came at me kind of sideways and, you know what I'm saying, straighten that shit. And then I ain't talked to him for a while. And then now we straight. You know what I'm saying? But you, you know, to be 33 and, like, fuck that, I'm going to secretly record this shit and put it on the internet. That's lame to me. You fuck nigga. Oh no, no, he you're, definitely you're, you're fuck definitely nigga. Yeah, hundred percent fuck nigga. But it's still your son. Your son a fuck nigga. No, so. but no, I don't. I don't but, fuck. I don't even fuck up his son or not. To me, it's still hypocritical because I can't be a fuck nigga. How can a fifty year old nigga cuss out a thirty three year old nigga and it's bad? You shouldn't do that. So on and so right. forth. But half these niggas that's saying that it's bad, they cuss out a motherfucking sixteen year old working at McDonald's that they don't know from Adam because the French fries is wrong. But that's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to cuss that motherfucker out. Who said that's out. okay? No, people because celebrate that to people out all the time. They cussing out somebody. Cussing out somebody, child. They they too are bad people. So let's. I mean, that's but still bad. but 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 them same people. But them same people. That is be the only thing in your toolbox. Right. Right. And the thing is, everybody's right to me as far as he's a grown man. And it's not the same argument. Everyone's saying it's talking about it's, it's abusive to children. He's not a child. He's a man. He's somebody's. Okay. He's his child. So, so but my he's, thing but is, you have to deal with. Uh, you still have to deal with dynamics. You know what I'm saying? So, if your mother says something to you, your father says something to you, it, depending on your relationship, it holds more weight depending on your relationship. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's not like a nigga off the street, like. But they're, they're like your big brother, your brick. You know what I'm saying? It's like people. That's your. It depends on the context, though. If 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 your father or your son addresses you like a nigga off the street, you're probably going to respond in turn. Like if you have a son and your son comes at you sideways, like you're a nigga off the street, you're probably going to address him like a nigga. Like, hey, nigga, don't fucking come at me like that, nigga. I'll bust your fucking head. That's and just the nature of the situation. Before you even realize it. Like, one day I asked my son something, and he said, like, whatever his tone was when he responded was, 
like I'm going a, I'm to a create a scenario because I don't remember what it was. Like, hey, did you take the trash out? Duh, nigga. Like, that was how, that was how the shit sounded to me coming back. And I'm like, hold on, who you talking to? You know what I'm saying? Like, instantly it crunk up just because of the tone in which he responded. So, I mean, that ha- that happens sometimes. But I'm rarely on the shit like, oh, well, I need to know what happened. But I, I need to know what led up to this. Like, that little snippet, because like I say, I couldn't even tell what was going on at first because the lady in the background laughing and all that. Like, it was like three, it was like four different things going on with only three people on the phone. And I, I couldn't make heads or tails of yeah. it. And in order for him to record this, this is a conversation that they've been having. And this isn't the first time that Kirk and cussed him, cussed him out and called him out his day. He was ready for Kirk's response. And he knew exactly what he needed to say or whatever he needed to do to get that response so he could record it. All really interesting. So Fuck your kids. Cuss them out if they need it. So I know what we brought this was discussed in the group chat. So you're I kind of feel like he's kind of tied together about how social media exposes niggas points of view. Um so, I know we saw people go in on this this particular subject. But I mean, this could, this works for anything really. But niggas' points of view on social media, how it exposes them. Do you, what do you all think in terms of the responses we saw from people who were very? I mean, on it could be on both sides. People were extremely liberal in terms of like this was completely wrong. Um, you parents, you suck as parents. Um, and then people on the other end that said, you know, whoop that nigga ass and, and beat his head to the white meat show and all that shit. And I mean, we could go further than that. That's for this particular set uh, conversation or just in general? I mean, we were going, we we're going on, we're moving on to the next subject, but I'm just tying it together. Uh, I mean, just in general, man. So, I mean, now that, you know, the with all due respect group is what it is and there are other groups out there that we've all been a part of. I mean, you could just kind of see you know, people's responses and what they post, you know what I'm saying? You can kind of glean, you know what I'm saying? Like, kind of like personality types. You know, we was talking about it in the group. It was like, damn, like, you can see some cats was like, this cat here got some, got some, 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 you know, aggression issues with women. You know what I'm saying? Like, why does this dude always post this shit? You know what I'm saying? And why does old girl, why does old girl always post that? You know, she her, her posts are always about this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? Seemed like she got some real some more issues with men, you know what I'm saying, mass is feminism, you know what I'm saying, like, typically the, the same people will post the same type of stuff with the same type of messages, you know what I'm saying, like a dude, a homeboy might post something that's like, mm, this nigga keep posting this, but he's overcompensated, this nigga might be gay a little bit, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just, that's the type of post that come off, and it was like, we were talking about, not that cats have to be careful, but you start to develop patterns, you know what I'm saying? And people start to peep those patterns and, and you know, it come, it manifests itself in the things and opinions that other people have of you. Like, this motherfucker has this type of issue or this type of motherfucker might be, like, hiding this or this type of motherfucker might have this type of motherfucking agenda or whatever. So that's kind of what we was talking about. And it really came out of the Badal Do Respect group because there are a lot more people that we know in that group and it's kind of focused on a lot of the people that we know. Um... And to me, it just came to the head of, I mean, if you do have something, you do have some issues, like just be careful of what you post because everybody can see what you post 
And they might be thinking the same thing that other people post like, damn, old girl got some issues. And old boy might need to work on that. Old boy got some issues he probably don't need to put out in public like that. But that's basically what we were talking about. Well, I think people use social media like it's a form of therapy, I think. I mean, instead of going to a therapist and maybe having conversations about whatever issues are going on in their life, it's 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 easy to just kind of display those microaggressions or whatever the word is for it, those thoughts that are in your head, like the id, basically, and you share it through different through memes, through jokes and anecdotes and shit that you share with your friends on the internet for laughs. But I mean, I I believe none of that shit's really a joke. I believe everything. I mean, I can say it for me. I I may be cracking a joke on Facebook. But it's not. It's, it's usually not a joke. It's usually just what I'm thinking at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think people use that as an outlet um, to express that shit instead of just saying maybe, "Oh, I need to talk to somebody about this. I got some yeah. shit going on." Yeah, I mean, but like we've talked about it before. Like if you it, it, you talked about the id, right? And sometimes yeah. you know you express your stuff just naturally. I'm just going to talk about this because I think it's funny or I want to talk about it. But if you post six straight posts about dicks and you're a dude, we we got there's questions regarding that. Like, why have you you've made six, you've created six threads and six of them are about dicks? What's that about? You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the type of patterns that people pick up when you do posts. We've talked about it. Like, hey, why does this dude keep posting about dicks? It's just it's it's okay. It's okay. It's not a problem, but it's just tangent to who you represent yourself is what you are right and and i think the more you post the more the real you comes out right because i think some people try to post first to try to get attention or you know well oh man this girl who i used to like at school she's in this group let me post this and then she laughs and like oh nigga that's like instant gratification like oh shit maybe i get some more laughs out of my college crush or high school right. crush or whoever the fuck but then like mm, the more you post the more the real you comes out it's kind of like what you said like all right i i feel i want i want to send a representative first but okay i'm all the all my algorithms and stuff that i have to pull from from my <laughs> facebook post or from my fucking instagram post my algorithms are what i really like and what i do you know right. what i like and so now that pool that I'm pulling from is the dick pool. Me. <laughs> <laughs> you pull it from the dick deck. You know what I'm saying? From the dick pool. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it's about. Right? You know, even if it's not the dick pool, it's the uh, I'm mad because I'm single pool or uh, men ain't shit pool or I hate women pool. Whatever your pool is, that's your algorithm. And like, just know that like, your algorithm is starting to show. Ooh, that's another T-shirt. Hey, man, I'm killing it with these algorithm T-shirts. Oh, yeah. um, but just people be mindful of that. You know what I'm saying? Like that it, you can expose yourself the more that you expose yourself. Woo! Hey, boy, I am on a tear today, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, yeah, and and it's and a lot of times it's kind of disappointing because. I found out a lot more about niggas that I didn't want to know through social media. I was like, <laughs> this nigga takes a selfie every day in his car. I would never peg that nigga as that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
it's just one thing that nigga. No, that nigga loves the way he looks, and that nigga have his braids out, and that nigga will be half naked, and he'll have, be holding himself like, wow, these. So who? I mean, I'm just, I just want everybody to be who they are, but I'm just like, damn, these are these type niggas. But I'm, I'm talking about more so like the the women hate niggas. I'm like, dog, this nigga really has a problem with women. Like, who would ever thought that like this nigga really ha- hates women? And there's a lot of women haters out there, you know. A lot. A lot of men and a lot of men haters too. Like, you can see the jadedness from like a mile away, like a fucking face tattoo. Like like but I don't know. People people love social media, so I mean I guess keep exposing yourself. Look like, I guess it's entertaining to people, so I will say I love our group because of that though. I'm learning more about these people I've known for years because they I don't know why they feel more comfortable in the group. But I'm fine with it because I'm learning so much. I'm learning. Like, it's just interesting. It's just interesting. It's an interesting case study on on what how people are if they feel like there's no there's not as many cameras on them, if you will. I'm more interested in the switches. Like if 20 years ago we was smoking weed and and drinking and getting into shit, and then now you're like Kirk Franklin without the. <laughs> without the Franklin, when did it switch, right? Like, that's what I'm just trying to figure out. Like, damn, when did baby become that? And damn, when did old boy, like, hate women? I'm always interested in when the, you know what I'm saying, when the metamorphosis happened, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of motherfuckers are not what they used to be. And I don't know if that's fake and they're real now or were they real before and it's fake now. Like, which, I don't know if we coming or going at this point. I mean, most of the people in the group are out in their 40s. I think this is, at this point, this youth. Like I, I would, I would like to think that once you get to a certain point in life, a lot of the facades kind of melted off because there's just too much energy, energy to maintain. JJ, what is it? Self actualization or self realization? What is it? It's something yes. in is it Maslow? Something like that? I don't know what it is. Seldom do people reach that in their entire lifetime. So self actualization. Yeah. But we we talked about people like. Uh, not being aware of self, or self-aware. You know what I'm saying? Um, but going back to what you were saying, no, I think that people, you can work on yourself for the better and you can work on yourself for the worse. So if you, all of us in our 20s were fucking pieces of shit, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yep. What are you, you making a face? Right. Some, of us, some of us in our 30s, right. You know what I'm saying? I think I was a stand-up I, I, guy. I've got... I got videotape, you know what I'm saying? But I think that we we've all worked on ourselves on ourselves to be better people, right? Like be more aware, be more evolved. Shit, I think that if we listen to the beginning of this podcast, we probably evolved into better people than we were however many three years ago whenever we started. We still haven't had an anniversary party, but fuck that. Or had the fiftieth or the hundredth episode, but we'll get back to that too. Um but I think that can be like reverse. I think you can, I don't say work work on yourself for the worst, but you might be doing the work. Devolve. What is it? You might devolve. Yeah, let's say devolve into a worse person than you were before. So like, oh, you're in, you are in one bad relationship, which caused another bad relationship, which caused another bad relationship. Or you got around people who... I think we're stop. We're not using toxic anymore, but people who are bad for you, and it just kind of deteriorates your mentality, your 
fucking soul. You know what I'm saying? Like you become a worse person because of maybe your your current surroundings or maybe some shit that happened to you um, that you haven't dealt with, or maybe you remember some some trauma that happened a long time ago that just might have popped his head out. So you know, people go through all types of shit that can kind of fuck with who you are, but. I mean, some people are just lucky to have a, a good foundation, so it doesn't really rock them into a whole totally different person. But some people don't have that foundation. So when some shit comes, when the tide comes, it'll wash away your little sandcastle, you know what I'm saying? And when you rebuild it, it might not look the same as when you had it the first time. Mm. Hey, boy. Mm. Hey, mm. hey y'all think so. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. stamps on this bitch. Mm. But, yeah. You know, organ. Yeah, man. Very good yes. conversation. Okay, so we're going to well, turn... Speaking of, speaking of good conversations, uh, I got uh, some some compliments uh, for Wood and, and Chef on y'all's last, with all due respects, uh, people from like three different sources. Like, they didn't know each other. Like, oh, they, they fuck with them. I was like, you know what? Chef's pretty much the same all the time. I was like, Wood, you know, he's like a box of chocolates. You know what I'm saying? You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> you never know what you're going to fucking get with this nigga, man. But anyway, go ahead. That's what's up. Um, so um, going forward, so we're going to make a shift. So a few updates as far as, like, you know, black businesses, black uh, wealth. It's good stuff. So um, versus sold to Triller, uh, the streaming company, um, Basically, uh, Swiss Beats and and Timberland, who created the Versus series, um, were able to successfully sell um, sell the product over to the the, the Triller, um, but they're still managing Versus. Um, all the artists, all forty artists who've been involved in Versus at this point, also have equity in Triller. So it sounds like a really great deal. Um, a win-win for for the culture, win-win for the for the artists involved and things like that. I'm interested. I mean, I don't really. Only time I ever used Trillers when they had uh, the boxing, the um, Mike Tyson Roy Jones fight. So, oh, that was just yeah, that one time. <laughs> uh, so, I'm interested to see how this is going to work moving forward. Um, not watching uh, versus on Apple moving forward and things like that. So, it's it's, it's a good move for them financially. I mean, I think also. The fact that the world's opening back up, I'm wondering the value of versus moving forward. Like if they're going to make, I mean, if it's a streaming service in a time where people are going to probably actually prefer going to live concerts, I'm wondering what the life of versus is going to be moving forward. <laughs> Nigga versus live. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, what does that mean for a Triller, like a streaming app? I guess you, I guess you do both. You do no, concerts. That, no, Triller, right? Triller has yeah. bread, nigga. You yeah, just put yeah, on a concert. Bread. You know what I'm that's saying? True. So, um, I mean, I still fuck with it. I'll, I'll, I'll watch. I'll always watch verses just because I just like the, I mean, the concept of it. I mean, if they keep it the same as verses, but even with the D'Angelo shit, like I said, I was cool with it. I mean, I just like live music and I like music in general. So. Um, I I doubt it'll fall off unless they try to do something like wild and crazy and get all these fucking you know White Claw as a sponsor and all types of bullshit and then you know take the soul out of it. But I mean, if they can get actual artists to do the shit live once you know outside is outside again, uh, 
It could be. It could be big, big money. Yeah, I don't. I don't like black people to sell stuff. Um, and this is in no way me telling, saying that they sold out or anything like that. I, there are people that believe that they sold out, so on and so forth. I'm. I'm not in that camp, but I do have an issue with black people just selling, just selling things. And yeah, I know. That's how white people do, and you know they get the value as high as possible, and they sell it, and then they sell it, and whatever. But Versus is a brand, man, and you got you know, and they did a lot of work and a lot of brand development to get Versus what they was. And if Versus wasn't worth anything, nope, nobody would have would have purchased it. But Triller definitely purchased it because they saw value in the Versus brand. And even though yeah, they got their money, and I'm happy for them, they got cash money, but. Cash doesn't really do nothing for the culture, you know what I'm saying, unless the cash goes back into something else. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's cash for them. That's not cash for the culture. I thought Versus was great for the culture. I think there's a lot of different ways that they could have went with that. I mean, Tiny Desk, I mean, Tiny Desk didn't start in COVID, you know what I'm saying? But it's a thing, you know what I'm saying? People watch that. The, you know, Versus could have gone from Versus into other streaming, streaming, uh, streaming venues, you know what I'm saying? I mean, streaming is hot right now. And I wish it would have stayed with uh, Swiss and Timberland and, you know, they would have did other projects and brought new new artists. So I still want to see the damn uh, damn Biggie and Pac versus. I mean, I don't understand how we didn't get a Biggie and Pac versus out of this. You know, you know what I'm saying? But it's gone now and it is what it is. I'm happy they got their money, but I don't think it provides any value to the culture now that we Triller owns it. And do white people own Triller? I'm assuming Probably, yeah. yeah. But I mean, st- they still man, they still own, they're still part owners of versus. They just are they majority do, owners? Do, do we know that for a fact that yeah. they're part owners? Of? I don't think that's a fact. I mean, because I, I mean, know, I know Jay Z is part owner, but I don't. Because we come back, we come back years later, and we let me look at BET. BET is bastardized of whatever the fuck it was. Even when BET was trash, it was still our trash. And we owned it, and we got to manage it, and it was just black people shit. But now BET is trash, and it's owned by white people, and it's white people trash. So it's even worse than the trash that it was before. And it's like, yeah, I guess it was Bob Johnson or whoever the fuck cashed out a fucking BET and got his bread, but what is BET for the culture now? We don't have anything. I guess we got Revolt, and we got shit. I guess we got revolt. <laughs> UPN? Yeah. Yeah. We got, we, I, think we, I think we just have revolt. We got revolt and <laughs> we got revolt and own. You know what I'm saying? Well, oxygen. Oxygen, own, whatever the fuck it is, whatever Oprah's network is. That's all we got, man. So I don't like black people to sell always because we don't own enough to sell everything. No, I, get, I get what you're saying. So what do you think about Jay Z selling uh title then? Same thing. I mean, Jay Z is a mastermind businessman. And if 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 the if if it's a zero sum game and we're just concerned about Jay Z being rich as fucking possible and that's the win, then great. Jay Z Jay Z sold the fuck out of title. He made X amount of more millions and he's a one point five billionaire or whatever the fuck he is now. And that's good for Jay Z. Jay Z is the most successful hip hop artist ever in history. I think that's awesome. But how does Jay-Z being rich if he doesn't take that money and buy into something else help the culture? I'm not saying that Jay-Z is not for the culture. I'm not saying he's not going to invest that in the culture. But every time we take cash out of the culture, if the cash doesn't go back in, the culture doesn't get anything in return. So now title is owned by whom? Uh, it's owned by the nigga that the owns, dude owns Yeah, 
Jack. How did that help the culture? So I'm I'm pretty I say pretty sure like I know Jay Z. Um, I think Jay Z's making like uh, a bigger move, so I think that money's yeah. gonna go back into the culture. Um, because he he's he got equity in Square. Um, I think what the future is gonna be is like motherfuckers paying like the record labels are gonna get cut out and it's just gonna be like us somehow just paying fucking uh the artists like straight to the fucking artist pocket some sort of way so i think he's trying to figure that out right now how to do that shit and um i don't know it's probably be great for everybody and make everybody more money and you know i'm saying own your own fucking shit and do all that shit so i think he has a, a a really big power play just to uh, just to just to go that liquid, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause then he sell Ace of Spades too. Yeah. Oh, you didn't say that shit yet. Yeah. So yeah, he he sold uh, majority of stake in uh, Ace of Spades too. That that shit happened all in the same week. So we'll see, man. Liquid. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll see. That nigga might be buying, you know, what I'm saying the Dolphins or something. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's one of be. He sold his stake in the Nets, right? Is he still a part owner of the Nets? Uh, I'm not sure. I, think, I think, so. I think I he sold it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he's trying to be a majority owner of a team. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I really don't know. I mean, I think it's great for Jay-Z. I just... Our people don't have enough ownership to sell everything. You know what I'm saying? Because it just puts us right back in the situation of, damn, dog, why we don't own nothing? I mean, it's just... But what what do you, what do you feel was the... the, the... How much time did you think Versus had, though? What was the lifespan of it? Because, I mean, eventually you lose the utility of it and you start to go on, like, a downward slope. Mm-hmm. I I think that's, I think that's, I don't know, because I'm not, I'm not a millionaire or a billionaire, but I think from what I've read, that's the mindset of a thousandaire and not a billionaire or a billionaire, because what you bought is a brand. Like, we're stuck on the business model and the vehicle for delivery, right? Oh, well, COVID's going to be over. What are you going to do with Versus? really doesn't matter. Versus is a brand. You can take Versus and flip that into whatever new vehicle or whatever business model that exists after COVID. It doesn't have to necessarily be the, the vehicle that it is now. But once you sell it, you don't have control over that anymore. So if if you don't have a plan after COVID, that's can be considered. You didn't have a plan for after COVID. You didn't have, you know, it was lack of vision or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Triller obviously has a vision because they have streaming. We're going to stream boxing. We're going to do all of this. We're going to take versus and we're going to flip this into something else. That's kind of what you want to see from Swiss and Timberland because it doesn't look like it was a, a viable business at that point. It was a, it was a, we just about to get this money during COVID and then we're about to flip this and let it go. Is that, I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's cash. That's cash in hand. They made a lot of money off of the shit. But long term, which is what black people say that we never have, we never have any equity, we never have any long term fucking businesses, we never have any representation. If you sell everything, you're never going to have representation because you sold all the businesses. But some businesses are made to be sold. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if versus was that business. Now, now title, I can maybe feel you on on that, but I feel like it's a bigger power power play. On that one, or power move, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, but yeah, versus, I don't know. I think they might need to get out of that motherfucker. But hot off the presses, 
Little Baby and Rap Snacks introduce a new beverage beverage called Ooey Lemonade. So y'all make sure y'all get y'all's. And what what little baby from? Carolina, Charlotte, right? No, oh, little baby. That's, 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 that's baby. Oh, Georgia. Little baby from Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, Georgia. You got too many babies, man. Little baby, the baby, 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 baby. baby. Give me fourteen hundred dollars a piece. Damn, baby, that's Reggie, baby. <laughs> Who is Re- who's Reggie, baby? From New Orleans, baby. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, that nigga. <laughs> baby, baby, grown baby. Beatrice. Grown baby. Again, this nigga, this nigga chef will just wait until right. like. <laughs> He'd be watching the podcast. Right. He'd be watching. No, nah, I mean, we didn't really have much after that. That was, I mean, was there anything else you want to talk about? I know I had Finna being added to the dictionary, well, which ahead. I thought you was what, pretty sweet. Go ahead. What, well, what happened? Yeah, why don't you just look, why don't you just take how long we've been talking, engage how much time we have left, and determine what topic is next. That's kind of what your job is. I know that was the last one, though. And I was, I, if not that big a deal, Finna's been added to the dictionary. What? Say it again so people don't. What word? Finna. F-I-N-N-A. Is that how it's spelled? Like I, that's how I always spelled it. It's not. Well, it's in the dictionary. Finna. No, so, no. so address it. So it has been added to the dictionary. Yeah, Finna. Okay. All right. So, so, so before you get to. to intending to. So before you I'm get to Finna. Make a scene. Before you get to Finna. So you got to understand what Finna comes from. First off. And most people don't know the contraction that Finna comes from. What's well, in here? What is it? Uh, so I'll go through the full dictionary. Finna, F-I-N dot N-A, contraction, dialect U-S, um, verb, Finna, going to, intending to. Sentence, I'm Finna make a scene. Origin is English, meaning fixing to right. or fix. Um, which is an alteration of fixing to. So now ask yourself this question. How many people in the country know what the fuck fixing to means? That is a very regional thing to say. Fixing to. But it don't matter, though. It's a lot of words in the dictionary that don't nobody know what the fuck them is. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm just saying that most people, like people will say Finna without knowing the fixing to part. I was banned from saying Finna like growing up. So it's funny to me that that shit is like a real word now. Hey man, well, the, the dictionary is fucking trash. Like all this time, they 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 put conversate in that bitch. They put ain't. That was the big big one when I was yeah. growing up. They put ain't because that because that's your English teacher always be like ain't ain't in the dictionary or whatever she used to say. But then they put ain't in the dictionary, and I'm like, what the fuck? But the word a lot. Is still not in the fucking dictionary, like A L G. Right, just make that a fucking word. Is a lot of word? No. But wait, no. But is a lot a word? No, it's not. No, two words. So why would a lot be in the word in the dictionary? Is one word? Yeah. Well, by this logic, yeah, because by this logic, it's like keep using a fucked up word, and eventually they'll add it. Right. I actually agree with ain't more than I agree with the other words because ain't ain't even a contraction for nothing. It's a word. It's just a word that was made up. So I think it deserves to be a word if people use it and it doesn't, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have a word for it. 
But fitna is actually words. If people just can't, people just say it fucked up. So now, now it becomes a word. I have more of an issue with that than I do with ain't. Listen, I got a list of words that people should start using again. Um, I use a lot of these anyway. Uh, gallivant, bridges, rigmarole, ragamuffin, fiddle faddle, kibosh, jalopy, skullduggery, uh, pop, pop, poppycock, nigga, a kerfuffle. Y'all niggas know? Yeah. I like kerfuffle. Yeah, I fuck, uh, willy-nilly. I use that all the time. Watching, yeah. watching Fargo, I fuck with Brooke hard as fuck. Like, I Brooke no bullshit. I haven't um, heard that one. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. Rick it's awesome you say Fargo. Every time I say Fargo, I think Ozark. Patty Wampus, nigga. You don't do that? You don't say that? Patty Wampus. Patty Wampus. Like it's off kilter. Like it's off. It's Catty Wampus. That's a good word. Abide. Abide is a great word. I use abide all the time. I do like abide. I don't abide by that. I think people people find it off a word. It is. No, it is a word, but it's not a word that people really use anymore. People just... People should... I'm gonna start using skedaddle more, nigga. And a flipper and a flipperty gibbet, nigga. A flipperty gibbet? Flipperty gibbet. What is that? I don't know. Noun of like some a, sort. I used harlot the other day and I really felt good about it. You've got a pretty what good vocabulary. What about you know it's a good word for harlot to a slat a, a slatter, nigga? Slat <laughs> That cuts deep, <laughs> man. That sounds bad as fuck. No, it's a dirty, untidy woman, nigga. <laughs> fucking slasher, right. Once you get past Harlan, then you go up to slasher. You gotta announce the. You gotta pronounce the fuck out them T's too. Slasher. <sighs> but you ain't gotta take our word for it. You've rocked with us this far on the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead, visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now for the with all due respects. With all due respect, and on the last episode, two episodes ago, I was talking about like stuff I'm, I'm thinking about. Uh, since I turned 40, so I'm going to continue. Uh, the other thing I was thinking about, I've been thinking about, is uh, health and wellness. Um, I've noticed over this past year, a lot of peers have died, like people from high school, uh, people we went to college with that are in, in our age group, and they've died prematurely, a lot of times from health reasons. And it makes me think, I mean, I have all sorts of pre-existing conditions I've been fighting against, but it's important now more than ever just to keep mindful of your health and wellness on a day-to-day basis. I mean, I drink water more. I go on a walk. Um, I make sure I exercise more. And there's things you have to do, you know, physically in, in terms of like what you bring in your body in terms of food and drink, but there's also just managing stress, um, not letting big things bother you like they used to, like understanding and prioritizing um, your life in terms of like interactions with your with work, kind of setting boundaries there, um, how you interact with family members you don't fuck with, um, how you care for the people that, that matter to you the most. 
um, and having that prioritization in place. I'm being, I'm more and more mindful of that nowadays and it's given me a certain level of peace. Um, I don't get stressed as much as I, I usually do about just the mundane shit. Um, and I think that's important. I mean, I think if we want to live a long and, and decent life in your right mind, you have to be able to properly manage all those things in tandem. So um, that's just another thought I had with all due respect. Uh, with all due respect, keeping in uh, the whole wellness realm, I've been doing this fucking uh, closure rings challenge and shit, which also makes me eat better because I hate to be counterproductive. Um, so sometimes when I get hungry, you know, you want to go ahead and eat junk food. And the thing about junk food is that you eat it, but it doesn't satisfy you in the long term. Uh, it's not good for you. And after you eat junk food, you're still left empty and you're still left hungry fucking an hour later, right? No, it doesn't, doesn't do anything good for your body. It actually does bad shit to your body. Um, so keeping that in mind, you need to get rid of the junk food people in your fucking life. Uh, I know a lot of people are out there who have been dealing with uh, a significant other, probably not even a significant other, just an other in your life, whether it's a dude, a chick, a friend, uh, it could be on a platonic level, that when you need something, maybe like a kind word, some encouragement, um, shoulder to crown, somebody to talk to, they're not there for you. Um, but sometimes you'll go to this person for some sort of instant gratification, whether it you, you really want uh, companionship, but you'll take sex instead. That's that instant gratification. But after you have sex, a couple of days later, you're still empty. You know what I'm saying? You just have that. So it's just junk food people. Same thing with, with uh, your friends. You go to them not like to talk about real shit. You go, go there to fucking spill the tea and the gossip. And that's fun for a little bit, but it doesn't make you a better person. It actually, you know what I'm saying, harms your mentality. So... I'm just saying in, you know, the rest of this year, if you're trying to better yourself like I am, uh, keep the junk food out of your life. That's food and relationships with all due respect. With all due respect, um, this past week, called my barber up and, you know, to, you know, make sure my appointment was still good on um, on Thursday, which would have been last Thursday. And I spoke to my barber on Wednesday. And when he answered the phone, he was not okay. And I thought he had COVID or whatever. And I was like, what's up? What's up, man? You good? You don't sound good. He was like, I had a stroke. Um, and he's 50-something he's years old. So he's really not of an age where I would expect him to have a stroke. But he's a business owner. And a successful business owner, too. Owns a number of barbershops in, uh, in the county. And teaches people, you know, master barber. Teaches other people that want to barber how to cut hair and so on and so forth. Highly successful. But he had a stroke. That stress that stress was just a little bit too much for him, man, you know, and that stress is the same stress that we all feel and keeping in the discussion with wellness, like you have to learn, we have to learn how to relax. And I'm not talking about we're going to take a trip to Tulum or whatever the fuck it is. That's just a pause. You know, you can do that for five days. You still come back to the same shit. You didn't convert the energy to anything positive. We as a people, because of the way we eat, 
because of our situation, not always being in a situation where there's a young black man or a young black woman being assaulted or being shot, or uh, we're not getting the you know the reparations, for lack of a better term, that we're due. We're always bombarded by this stress, you know what I'm saying? We're always going through social media, and we always want to be as good as the next person. Oh, this person's husband and wife are doing this, that, and the third. I want to do the same. We're always comparing ourselves to people, and this is all just... Sometimes unneeded stress and sometimes needed stress. Sometimes it's just a byproduct of being the successful people that we are. But we have to learn how to relax. Um, myself, I don't know exactly what that means. I've always been a mentally high-strung person. I'm a long-life long, long diagnosed ADD sufferer. Um, my mind's always moving a thousand times a minute. I have more hobbies than I have time on this planet. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's a struggle to learn how to relax. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know what relaxing means. I've never had a massage in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that, I just don't know how to do. I've never done. But as African-Americans, as persons of color, I mean, even as non-persons of colors, we have to learn how to relax, whether that's learning how to meditate, whether that's, uh, you know, getting, learning how to read, you know, not learning how to read books, but reading more books, you know what I'm saying? Just learning how to convert your negative energy or your, or your, uh, your increase or your high volume of energy into something that's positive and something that can release that. It's, if you can't do that, it's not going to be healthy for you in the long term. You can be as healthy as you want to be. You can lift all the weights that you want to lift. You can be as skinny as you want to be, but if you cannot convert that energy and eliminate that stress, you are at risk of having strokes, just like the unhealthy people, man. So I just want our people to be in a good mental place, not only to not have a stroke, but also just to be able to function in society, man. So learn how to relax. Find out what that is for you. You don't have to go to social media to do that. Maybe you need to go to therapy and figure out what that is, or maybe you just need to try different things, whether that's yoga, whether that's meditation, whether it is exercise, whether it's reading where there's building things, everybody's going to everybody's gonna be able to convert that energy in a different way. But you need to find what that is for you because I want to see you guys healthy in another 30 years when the podcast is still going and nobody has had a stroke, man, because that's some scary shit that one day you can just be sitting at your desk or laying in your bed and you're not okay anymore. Everybody doesn't come back from a stroke. Some people do. Some people don't. Some people can't use the left side of their body. You feel me? Like some people don't wake up from strokes. A lot of people don't wake up from strokes, man. So that stuff is definitely scary. And I just want to see you guys live, man. I want to see you guys be healthy, man. So learn how to convert that energy with all due respect. Uh, with all due respect, uh, all of you guys actually said some really great things. And uh, it just so happened that the rotation fell on me to close it out. I really didn't, didn't slash don't have anything poignant to say this week. But to just kind of um, piggyback on some of what you guys said, I know a lot of times we talk about manifesting stuff and uh, we mess with J. Joe about crystals and all of that kind of stuff. But you also have to remember that faith without works is dead. And so, you know, you can manifest and even pray about stuff and all this stuff, but until you you know, actually put yourself and thereby your plan into action, you can't really expect that uh, to come to fruition. So that's just, you know, one thing I want to share. The other thing is um, a lot of cities and towns and states and provinces, et cetera, um, are rolling out the vaccines. Um, 
So, you know, some people are kind of on the fence about it, myself included. But a lot of people, you know, we're talking about outside is opening back up and summer is coming and all of that stuff. So let's just all do our part and continue to do our part. I mean, if you made it this far, pretty safe to assume, you know, mostly that you've done your part. But let's all do our part. Let's all, you know, try to reach that herd immunity. Let's try to eradicate this virus once and for all and, you know, get back to normal and having a good time. So let's just uh, stay vigilant. Let's do the work and let's uh, look forward to having a good summer and fall with all due respect.